It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast on a night where the Utah Jazz hold off the Detroit Pistons and get gifts from everyone in the NBA. Wow, what a night. Jazz beat the Pistons. We'll talk about it. Plus, the Cavaliers just beat the Nuggets, and the Charlotte Hornets beat the Houston Rockets. That's a week that changes our playoff picture. It's all coming up on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 6200 South and 20th East, where the young bowler jacks used to help out the nice old ladies and take groceries out to their car. And now high school students from Brighton and Olympus are still doing the same all these years later. Also located the new right at the gateway near uh, the arena. Ron Boone, we just finished doing play-by-play of the Denver Nuggets losing to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Jazz held on to win tonight, and the Charlotte Hornets started 20-0 against the Rockets and beat them. A week ago, there was no chance we had home court. We go on this road trip, we go 4-0, and a bunch of weird things just happened tonight. Um, all of a sudden, the playoff picture feels very different with five massive basketball games coming well, up. It just goes to show, David, and, and I know people, you just never know in this league. I mean, that's why you just continue to play. You saw Dwayne Casey tonight. I mean, had his players playing very, very hard. True enough, they don't have anywhere to go, you know, but just pride, if anything. But you just never know in this league. I mean, that these are NBA teams, and, and you can be beaten on any given night. The Jazz um, uh, pull one out tonight, and then the Houston Rockets and the Denver Nuggets did not. The Jazz tonight win at 111-105. They went up by 22. The Jazz moved to 69-0 and over the last three seasons when they've led by 20 in any game. So I don't know why everybody's so worried about this game getting tied and getting close. Well, <laughs> there's always that once that yeah. time you, you, know, you never we're know we get to the point where yeah where, where you are due but uh you got to be happy and and pleased with the uh the confidence i thought that quinn because when, when the jazz started to lose the momentum quinn continued to come back out on the floor with with the uh the, the bench players if you want to call them that and and just gave them a chance to uh to, to turn things around and, and fortunately they got a couple of buckets and then just put the starters back in and Jazz were able to pull it out. So the thing to me about this game is that the Jazz dominate throughout the whole way. Denver gets momentum. They play awfully hard. Dwayne Casey coach teams do and it gets tied and then the Jazz make I think seven straight or eight straight field goals and Denver doesn't score for five minutes. Like that's really the part of the game. That's the texture of the game. That's where the game changed. Pistons. What I say? Said Denver. I'm, I'm so just trying. I'm Denver still fired up that Denver lost. I called <laughs> well, two games tonight. Yeah, Total violation of all sorts of broadcast rights were going on in this building. Okay, you want to rephrase that question? Again. So, game gets tied. I think it was at 79 or something like 79, that. 79. Yes. Jazz exactly. score five. What's really cool is Jazz get make five straight shots by five different guys. Then they, I think, continued out made eight or nine in a row. Simultaneously, Detroit did not have a field goal for over five minutes. That brought the game back out in the Jazz control, but. To me, that's like where it mattered, right? Like, okay, you're in control of the game. Oh, shoot, we screwed this up. It's seven. Bam, we just got him again. Yeah, it just, the NBA, you, you, you just continue to grind things out. And, and again, I know I'm referring to the Detroit Pistons. You're looking at a team that's only won, what, uh, 20 ball games all season long. But the, the way they tried to finish the basketball game off by doubling and really getting aggressive defensively, uh, just the Jazz just had to do the same thing. Uh, come back and execute their offense very, very well. Uh, get the type of shots that they that they needed to get. Rudy makes a couple of big free throws. I mean, just when you when you when you have a good team, uh, you're going to find ways find ways to win. 
You know, Brad Stevens said it last night, the Jazz are really hard to prepare for because they have multiple ball handlers that can make plays. We saw one thing is that last night Clarkson and, and uh, Conley make all the plays. Tonight we're back to Donovan and Boyan like we should be. The other one is when they started putting pressure on us, it worked for a while, but then the Jazz kind of figured out, wait a second, we got Ingles, we got Conley, we got Mitchell, we got multiple ball handlers to get through. Well, a lot of times you, you do something like that, when, how, how long has it been since the Jazz have experienced something like that when a team has attacked them in half court, doubling uh, as soon as you come over the, the mid-court line and, and, and forcing you to uh, start your offense high out on the floor and, and uh, protecting and, and overplaying the wings to where you can't distribute the basketball. You just have to make some quick adjustments, and, and once you do that, then you start to get the type of shots that you want or you need to get in order to uh, to secure a win. We had another amazing offensive night tonight. I think our offensive rating was about 122. This is the number one offensive team in the league since Jordan Clarkson. It's 33 games now. I think uh, I think we're about 23 and 10 in those games. How when you're watching this team offensively? Does it look to you like an elite level, number one level offense? It it uh, it, it it doesn't but it is because of, of, of the system and the players that they have in the, in the system. And, and you start thinking about a question like that, David, then you start thinking about the Lakers on how they get it done with a star player like LeBron James and, and then the, the, the Houston Rockets with Westbrook. Jazz get it done just a little bit different. So it, it is an elite offense, but it doesn't have that player or those two players that – dominate the basketball to the point where they're the ones making the plays they're the ones making the offense good when when for the most part our system is is making our offense good if, if that makes sense it does make sense jazz win it they sweep the road trip they've won five in a row boyan bogdanovich leads away 32 11th time with 30 this year he'd only done it four times in his entire career prior to tonight uh, excuse me, prior to this season with the Utah Jazz. Uh, so that was impressive. Donovan just clutches up at the free throw line, 7 of 8 down the stretch. Boyan, 5 of 5. Jazz hit 8 of 14 shots in the fourth quarter. Uh, scored 32 points and were pretty good. Uh, one part of this ballgame we haven't talked about, two of the elite corner three shooting teams in the league. Uh, both teams took over 11% of their shots as corner threes. Both teams shoot over 40%. Both teams took away the corner three from the other one, and it disrupted what they were doing. Yeah, it, it's uh, something we were paying a lot of attention to, and, and even though the, the Detroit Pistons are not uh, one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, there's still something good about them and some of the things that they do well, and it is shoot the three-point shot. I mean, they're definitely there. Uh, the Jazz knew that that was something they needed to take away from the Houston from the. Huh. Now you got the Houston, Houston Rockets. I got the Houston Rockets. All right, that's luckily the Jazz players' brain were on the Pistons instead of the Nuggets and the Rockets, like we are. Great day for the Jazz. Two gifts come down the chimney and a win in Detroit. Jazz sweep the road trip. This is Postcast. Have a great night. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.